Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sandra Ladd, and I'm the Senior Minister for First Christian Church Stillwater. We are growing a Christ-centered, compassionate church where all can connect to God's love. And we hope that in this time you experience growth. We pray that this time will help you focus and center on Christ and that in this time you will sense care and compassion. We pray that this time provide you with a deeper connection to the love of God. Grace and peace be with you. And again, we thank you so much for gifting us with your time. Well, Lutheran churches around the world today do celebrate Reformation Sunday, marking the beginning of the Protestant Reformation. It was an important turn in the history of theology, making a reshaping of the church. Martin Luther was inspired through personal study of Scripture with a passion that changed things for the better. And by the way, that word's not just for kids. God expects that of each and every one of us, no matter what age we are. Here's the thing. Change is constant. And as much as we may not like going through the process of change, as difficult as that process is, in hindsight, we're usually grateful for the positive changes that have taken place. Change is a part of the life of faith. Transformation, reformation, sanctification, those are all processes of change, shaping individuals, but also communities of faith into the image of Christ, equipping them for the mission and the purpose for which they are called. Today, we are kicking off our gratitude series, a four-week study of scripture from 2 Thessalonians and Colossians that will take us up to Thanksgiving week and hopefully will help us gather with family and friends with hearts of, that are filled with deeper gratitude and thanksgiving. And can I say that Judy and I did not coordinate this plan. I didn't coordinate with the elders that we were kicking off gratitude service, uh, our gratitude series, and that you should express gratitude with us. But I do think it's a message from God that all coordinates together. I have identified in my own experience, which may not be true of everyone, but the people who usually find, uh, the, the people who find it difficult to be grateful are usually not the ones that are truly suffering or really experiencing difficult circumstances. In those situations, it's really common that the people recognize their need for God and understand that as horrible as things are, they could be even worse. And they find things for which to be grateful. They're intentional and purposeful. And it's almost this instinctual survival mode, if you will. Usually, the ones who find it difficult to cultivate a heart of gratitude are those who feel somewhat entitled, those who are self-sufficient. Yeah, I've got it pretty good, but you know what? I worked for it, and I earned it, and I deserve 
everything that I have. You know, there are studies, lots of studies, revolving around the benefits of gratitude, and a few, only a few that have been identified are personal benefits, emotional benefits, social benefits, career benefits, and yes, health benefits as well. One of the very first controlled experiments on gratitude, psychologist Martin Seigelman asked 411 people to write and personally deliver a letter of gratitude to a person from their life who deserved it. That simple activity immensely increased their happiness, their their self-satisfaction, and their future prediction scores compared to a control group. And those effects lasted for an entire month. Another study by Emmons and McCullough discovered that keeping a gratitude journal and spending only five minutes per day can make you at least 10% happier in the long run. Now, I could go on and on and on. It's truly fascinating to me that such a simple thing can have such tremendous impact, but that's not why we're here. We are here to study the Word of God, which provides even greater benefits. You know, the authors of the letter, according to the greeting that we read today, are Paul, Sylvanus, and Timothy, written to the church in Thessalonica, It's important to remember that this is not a letter written to individuals, but addressed to a community of faith. Instructions uh, for them as as a collective whole. Community who had reached out to Paul because they were struggling. And the trio writes to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always give thanks to God for you. I want to pause here because I think there's a formula, if you will, that is really important. You remember last week we uh, studied the letter, the last letter of Paul that was written to Timothy from prison, probably most likely right before his death. And we saw this deep love and commitment to God that resulted in a love and an outreach to people, even those who had deserted and abandoned him. His commitment to his faith, even in the midst of persecution, was evident. Paul had been transformed, and we saw the image of Christ in the life of Paul. And we asked the question, we tried to determine how did that happen? How did his life transform so completely? We determined by scripture that it was because of his gratitude for grace and mercy, the grace and mercy that God had poured into his life. The receiving of that grace and mercy from God enabled Paul to share grace and mercy with others. He was able to face every difficulty that life would throw his way because of his faith that was rooted in deep gratitude and thanks to God. So in today's passage, we get to look back and we get to see that passion for the church and for God developing in Christ, which I found was very similar to what we together discerned our God-given mission to be to grow a 
Christ-centered, compassionate church to teach, to train, and to, be, to, pe- to teach and to train people to be in Christ, to have the mind of Christ, to have the mission of Christ, the message of Christ, and this sacrificial love for all. According to Scripture, those in Christ receive grace and peace from Christ. Grace, gifts that are unmerited or undeserved, and peace that surpasses all understanding, not dependent on your situation or on your circumstances, but God-given peace that guides us through those situations resulting in thanks to God, in, from, and to, all focused and centered around God. The preachers write, we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right. In this instance, thanks offered for the church, not the building, but the people who inhabit the building, the brothers and the sisters, because your faith is growing abundantly and because your love for everyone is increasing. You know, Terry asked you at the beginning of service to show gratitude and appreciation for the church staff, but I want to start that off this morning by saying I am grateful for each and every one of you. And I include that in my message because these are thanks that are directed to you but are given to God. And it's good and right for those things to happen in the house of God. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in distractions and complain about somebody who, in my opinion, has not been very Christ-like, but I'm also reminded that we're all human, and we each and every one fall short. But I want you to know that there is never a time that I don't know in my heart and in my soul how really amazing each and every one of you are. And I don't tell you that nearly enough. And even more importantly, I don't remember that enough in my prayers to God. You are God gifts, each and every one. I don't know the final tally of the gift card collection, but at last count in two weeks, you all had donated more than $500 in gift cards for Creoke. Your extreme generosity is unmatched. And I share that about you often when I share about this congregation. We may not be the perfect church if such a church exists, but you are a congregation that serves and it is unrivaled. Your generosity is unrivaled. That was true when I came here 20 years ago and it remains just as true today. You never give up or give in when it comes to generosity. Thanks be to God. You know, I think about the Bible studies that we have done online during COVID and in person after the various small groups, many of the faces that are gathered here this morning at different times and in different places, gathered to learn and to grow Discussions that were held, extreme vulnerability that was shared, the desire to become Christ-like evident. For that, I give thanks to God. 
FCC Stillwater, like every other church, has been through its share of difficulties, which began before COVID. But here you are, post-COVID, and you remain faithful to the mission of this church. You are enduring and you continue to endure. And although I'm not a prophet and I do not claim the gift of prophecy, I believe with my whole heart through you, God will accomplish more than you ever hoped for or imagined. Longtime members sitting alongside new participants, eager and excited to be a part of the good work God is accomplishing through this community of faith. For that, I give thanks to God. I would like to affirm that God has gifted you with an incredible staff and talented people from the regular members of the band who are many of which are our own kids that grew up in this church. It should bring you joy each and every week just to see them in church. Young adults who lead you in praise and worship each week, not to mention that they are credibly gifted and talented We also have new members in our praise team, including a college student who chose this church and in spite of her um, quiet nature, found a way to plug in and serve. And a dad who brings his three beautiful girls who dance and smile and light up this sanctuary. And today, local artists offering their gifts and talents, leading you in praise and worship. Thanks be to God. In the balcony, out of sight today, is a camera operator who has been, who has always been incredibly intelligent and wise beyond his years. I appreciate it now more that he's an adult than when he was a teenager, but he is up there with a biological family that sits in this place along with a church family who rejoices at nothing more than his presence among us. And yet each week, We celebrate every special touch that he adds to worship because we knew he had it in him all along and because he is such a wonderful gift and shares that gift and those gifts and the talents that he has here. A worship and a live stream architect who listens to your many varying opinions and does the best that he can to meet your needs while focusing on the music and focusing the music on the message of scripture. He does his job with flexibility and positivity that cannot be explained in any way other than God-given strength. An organist who, in spite of the high demands of medical school, comes as often as he can to utilize the instrument in which so many of you invested so greatly. For those, I give thanks to God. Throughout the week, the church office is manned by those who serve with love and compassion. I want you to know that just a few weeks ago, our postman came into the office and waiting for him on the counter was a birthday gift. The girls knew somehow that it was his birthday and wanted to make sure that it was celebrated. That's the reflection of Christ that we want to be the first thing that people experience when they walk through these doors for them. I give thanks to God. Our connections minister has endured more than anyone can possibly imagine and continues to do the work that God has called her to do with grace, 
working a great deal of time behind the scenes, expecting no accolades or applause, but only in hopes of pleasing God with her efforts, trusting his lead every step of the way for her and for them. I give thanks to God. We have volunteers in the office, in the kitchen, on the computer, and on the soundboard who show up and give 100% week in and week out. They give sacrificially. They serve wholeheartedly. Thanks be to God. Ongoing, outgoing, and incoming leadership that astound me daily and work tirelessly for the benefits of this congregation. They're a huge part of the reason that we continue not just to survive, but to thrive. For them, I give thanks to God. People, people, we have so much for which to be grateful. May we focus our hearts and our minds on those things giving thanks, praise, and glory, and honor to the one from whom all blessings flow. If the benefits of gratitude for individuals is so great, can you imagine the impact of benefits of an entire congregation of people giving thanks to God for every good and perfect gift? It must be immeasurable. Could those efforts also provide benefits that would extend beyond these walls into the community, into the nation, and into the world. I want to close with the final verse from the message version of the Bible, asking that we commit to pray for these things. I love the way that this is worded, and I encourage you to take this home with you and employ it on a daily basis. We pray for you all, all the time. We pray that God will make you fit for what he's called you to be. We pray that he'll fill your good ideas and acts of faith with his own energy so that it all amounts to something. If your life honors the name of Jesus, he will honor you. Grace is behind and through all of this. Our God giving himself freely. The master, Jesus Christ, giving himself freely. Amen. May God hear and may God answer. Thanks be to God.